Good morning, Booker Tov, everyone. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meeting. Please help yourself to some coffee and donuts. And as always, enormous gratitude to our sponsor of our 10 Minutes of Meaning series, Lezecher Nishmas Alter Ben Shlalter Shlomo Ben Pinchas. Today's 10 Minutes are sponsored by Aaron Senior, in memory of Rose Peiser, Shoshana Rezel, Bas Ari Leib. Today is the uh, 200th episode of our Mesil Sasharm. 200 10 minutes on Mesil Sasharm. You see how they all add up? That we're almost done with the Sefer. We started the 23rd chapter where the Ramchal has been teaching us how to acquire humility. We spoke in principle about the value of humility, of why humility is important and why it matters and why it is very defining in who we are and how we live. And now he's been advising us on how to acquire it. And we last left off, the Ramchal told us the two ways or we need to create habits and patterns. We are creatures of our habits. So much of our life, we are creatures of routine. There's bad news and good news. If we have bad habits, then so much of our day is pre-programmed to have bad habits. But if we form good habits, then so much of our day is on autopilot to live well and to live properly. So the first thing is regilus is habits. And the second is hezbonein, to not just be mindlessly going through life, but to be contemplative, to be thoughtful, to be analytical, to be present, to be conscious and conscientious in all that we do. And that's where he picks up. The nature of a person's heart is to swell and to be filled with conceit. People naturally are driven by their ego. They think of themselves, they think of their honor, they think of their name, they think of their comfort, they think of their well-being. There is a natural urge, some of it's good, it's survival. If a person didn't naturally prioritize themselves, how could we survive? So there's a natural instinct to prioritize ourselves. And from a survival perspective, that's wonderful. However, from a Midos perspective, that's challenging. So how do we overcome that nature, that natural ego, that natural instinct? And here the Ramchal, has a brilliant insight into the human psyche, I would say well ahead of his time from a psychology standpoint, from a Torah standpoint, it's what we've known all along. And the Ramchal is not the only one who says it, Sefer HaChinuch says it and many others. The formulation of the Sefer HaChinuch is, What comes first? Do you have to be motivated internally and then because you're motivated and inspired now you change? Or behaviorally, do you begin to change and now fake it till you make it. Start by faking it and then you'll make it. So our Masora, our tradition, the Torah teaches, don't wait. If you wait to be inspired to change, you may never change. Just act, behave, do. And if externally we're dressing and acting and behaving the way we want to be, then the heart will follow. After the actions, the heart follows. The Shla Kodesh writes the same thing. A person should always be astute when fearing the eternal. Always use subterfuge. Person has to be strategic in the struggle against our nature and its tendencies until we win out. Don't wait. If you wait to be inspired to, to exercise, you're going to be still sitting on your couch, a big schlub. If you wait to be inspired to join Rabbi Sugarman's Dafyomi, 
to take on the morning kolel, to go to smichas chaver, to do learning on your own, you'll find another week, another month, another year has passed, you haven't opened the Sefer. If you wait to be inspired, to be more patient and soft-spoken at home, you're still going to have the conflict and the tension. Instead, don't wait for the inspiration to act. Start acting and you'll find the inspiration follows. Fake it till you make it. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Whatever cliche that you want to invoke, but that is the Torah attitude and perspective. There are so many people who wake up later in life and they have such regret about the time that was wasted and squandered, about their brand and reputation, about the choices that they made, all because they waited to be inspired to make a change instead of making the change and realizing it's the inspiration that follows. I want to share with you Rabbi Torsky, Rabbi Dr. Abraham J. Torsky, in his commentary, Mesilis Hashem, Zatzal. He says something so powerful. He says, Ramchal's understanding of human psychology is profound. In this single paragraph, he demonstrates he knew more than many learned psychologists who for so long have advocated changing behavior by understanding its source. The Ramchal says such efforts are futile because contrary to traditional psychological teaching, we have no way of reaching into ourselves and extirpating the source. One can only begin by changing behavior, which will then bring about the desired internal change. We've dealt with this issue earlier in the book and pointed out some of the more recent schools of psychology because they observe the ineffect of traditional psychotherapy have taken a more behavioristic approach, working from the outside in rather than the inside out. In fact, it's in regard to the development of the trait of the humility that, begins, that the Ramban rather begins his letter to his son with the instruction, control his rage reaction, which will then lead to humility. The Ramban, in the letter he writes to his son, where he says, a person should accustom himself, and when once, if you accustom yourself, you habituate yourself, you're not, you're not internally driven and motivated to never get angry, but if you become determined, and driven, if you make a promise and a pledge, if you track it, today we have spreadsheets and Google Docs and we have the ability to see whether what we're saying is what we want to want or we really want. Are we doing and fulfilling what we say? And it's what we, Peter Drucker, the great management guru says, what gets measured gets managed. So if you keep a spreadsheet, if you track, there was a pastor who tried to get his entire congregation to stop complaining. He distributed bracelets, you switched the wrist. If you could make it to 40 days without complaining. 40 days, you form a new habit. Can you make it to 40 days without complaining? You have to switch the wrist and the bracelet had a little trick to see what day you were up to, how far you can get. What gets measured gets managed. Keep a app on your phone, a note on your phone, a spreadsheet. Can you make it 40 days without raising your voice, losing your cool, growing impatient, without screaming and angry, in anger, without reacting in rage? Don't wait to be motivated, inspired. I'm a different person, I'm changed, I'm calm, I never yell. Instead, challenge yourself, can you go the 40 days and then wake up and be a new person because you changed the behavior and that transformed the actions internally. That's the Ramban's approach. The Ramban says to his son, Tisna Heg, it's Lush and Hitpa, it's reflexive. Transform yourself to be a person who never raises his voice. You know what will happen? If you go 40 days without raising your voice, on the 41st day, you'll realize, hey, you know what? I don't get angry much anymore. I find that I don't get angry. If you wait to not get angry so you don't raise your voice, you'll never not raise your voice. But if you make a promise, you'll stop raising your voice, you'll find you don't get angry. That's the pathway. That's the shla, the Ramban, the Mesilas Yesharim. That is the message. Is achra pulos nimshach fake it till you make it, dress for the job that you want, not the one that you have. His shown him. So that was the first thing, is behaviorally, externally, make a routine that reflects 
who you want to be and live that routine and see the impact and the transformation. The second is his boneness, contemplativeness. So many of us are just caught up on the rat race of life. We're running on that hamster wheel. We wake up in the morning and once we press go, we don't stop and reflect and think, have self-awareness, sit in judgment, contemplativeness, thoughtfulness. The first thing is to think about what the injunction of Akavi Mahalal, the Mishnah Navos, Da Me'ayin Basa, know where you come from. Mitipa Srucha. You come from a future drop. Ulana Tawalech, and where are you going? Lamakam Afar. You're going to be buried, your future worm food. Rima Vitolea. Ulamiata Asalite and Din Vacheshman, and before whom will you have to one day, one day will you have to give Din Vacheshman, Lafne Melech Malachem Lacham Akadish Borahu. So Akavia Ben Mahalalel, the great Mishnah Navas tells us. If you stop and interrupt, if you pause and disrupt your day, and you simply contemplate and think about, I think I'm all that. I just closed another deal. I just killed it on something else. I just gave a great speech at Drusha. I just got somebody who reached out to me and wants me to appear or speak. I just got so many followers. I just got whatever the case may be in whatever life you live. And you begin to swell with pride. Wow, I just earned, I just spent, I have. Then remember where you come from and remember where you're going, and remember the din v'cheshbon we're going to have to give, not about the part that people see, what people don't see, in our hearts and our minds and in our browser history, what people will see about the struggles we have and how limited we are and how faulty, not, not our success, but where do we still struggle? Hashem HaKadosh Baruch the Almighty is with us at all times and everywhere and He knows, and that will humble us. The problem is that we only want to concentrate and focus. We only want to reflect and take stock in the success. We think about the good things. We think about the things that we are proud of. But if we stop and remember where we come from, where we're going, and how much we will have to have the consequences of what came in between, it's not to beat ourselves up or feel guilty or knock ourselves down or hold ourselves back. It's simply a reality check. Every now and then we need a humble check, a reality check, and that will help prevent us from swelling with too much pride, but it only works if we pause to think about it. We have to be contemplative. We have to stop and we have to think and we have to reflect because if our mind races and we're just on go and there's noise in the background from when we wake up till we fall asleep and we never stop and we never pause and we never think and we never, stop, and we never take stock in ourselves. To me, that's a lot of what davening is about. Davening, obviously, we're supposed to be concentrating on the world, words, but davening is also a quiet time. There's no telephone, there's no technology, there's no to-do, there's no tasks. We're, it's an exercise in humility. As we stand before Hashem and we say, whatever I'm going to produce the rest of the day, whatever I'm going to achieve and accomplish, right now I realize it all depends on you. I can't do squat, I can't do anything without you. And you know what? That's humbling. It's humbling to realize you are the senior partner, you are the success to anything that I will get done. So we begin the day, we interrupt the day, and we conclude the day, Shachras Min Chamarav, through that exercise of humility, so that as our ego swells in between, when we do things throughout the day, we are reset, we reboot, we are reminded of who we really are, where we come from, where we're going, and to whom we are accountable, and that should keep us humble. We continue in 15 minutes with Living with Amuna. Tonight we're going to mind the Bima with Lisa Elephant, the founder of Adapta Sharchin, to talk about resilience. She recently lost a son. Her brother-in-law, Rizchaya Wallerstein, she's overcome a lot, and she remains uh, very committed to making a huge difference in this world. That is tonight at 9 o'clock. Till next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.